Hey girls, thank you so much for tuning in every Saturday. Welcome back to my podcast. Super excited for today's episode. It is basically about how to travel alone as a girl. And I was a little bit reluctant to make this episode because I have a YouTube video coming out about this. I mean, I'm not talking specifically about it, but in the YouTube video, I do talk about it because I've already recorded those clips and I'm editing it right now because if you know, you know, I have been in Mexico for the last month by myself. So I took some, you know, videos and I'm doing making multiple YouTube videos. So I'm currently in the editing process. But I was like, you know what? So many people asking for it. So I'm just going to make a entire podcast episode dedicated to how I travel alone and my tips for traveling alone. So if you guys know, I have been traveling alone for quite a few years on and off. I have done a lot of trips by myself. And when I was in my celibacy journey, I dedicated a lot of time to traveling by myself and now I've also been traveling by myself so I want to talk about first like why I feel traveling by yourself is so important and then we'll talk about the aspect of you know girlhood and womanhood while traveling alone and tips and whatnot but while traveling alone you really get to know yourself and you form a genuine joy in your connection to how you relate to the world, right? Because you're traveling by yourself, you're learning new places, you're filling yourself up and you're connecting and making memories and realizing that you can actually be fulfilled and happy individually. And so much of the time we feel that, oh my gosh, I have to wait until, I remember when I was living in Argentina, I literally didn't travel by myself because I felt I had to wait to make friends and I didn't make any friends. So I literally didn't travel by myself. I called my dad, me and my dad went somewhere together and that was it. I had to force like a really fake friendship with this other girl that really didn't even like me and then travel with her and I had a good time, but our friendship ended like right after the the trip. And I totally would have had a better time if I had went by myself. But I felt, oh, my God, I desperately have to try to find a way to make a connection so that I can travel with someone. And once you start realizing that you don't need to wait around for some friend or some person, whatever, to travel with you, that you can do it by yourself and actually have an incredible time, you become so much more sovereign, so much more confident in yourself, so much more self-secure, so much more self-assured, like all of these things, you honestly become more fulfilled and confident. Another thing that traveling by yourself is going to do is it highlights a lot of the, a lot of your wounds, right? So if you feel very lonely, right? And you feel like, oh my God, I can't be happy if I don't have other people around. Traveling alone was probably going to bring that to the surface. So again, just like celibacy, like I say, you can't just go celibate, not do any work and then expect to have been changed after a year, after six months and be like, where's my soulmate, right? Like you have to actually do something with that time. So similarly, you can't just show up to Mexico, right? And not do anything to make yourself happy, not do anything to make yourself fulfilled, continue to stay in your negative cycles, continue to stay in your negative mindsets, you know, not do any inner work, not do any, you know, mindset reprogramming. Like you can't stay in those same mindsets and then expect yourself to suddenly feel differently, right? 
a lot of times in the beginning, it's a choice. So we're like, okay, I don't feel good, but I am going to choose. I'm going to go to a yoga class today, or I'm going to take myself on a date and I'm going to feel through those uncomfortable emotions. And I'm going to choose to find joy. I'm going to count every single thing in this room that's beautiful. I'm going to count every single thing in my life that I'm grateful for until I tap into that frequency of joy and happiness. Because the truth is these things are just different frequencies that we have access to, but we're usually very comfortable in our own energies, right? And if our own energy is, you know, painful, sad, you know, very negative, self-pitying, those kind of things, lonely. Those are just energies. You don't have to feel into them. You don't have to have that be your experience. But usually when we've had life experiences that have reinforced these things through trauma over time, we become attached to these energies, to these frequencies, right? And that's normal. That makes sense. So what we want to do is acknowledge that and then start realizing I don't have to stay in this in this frequency. I have had life experiences that have put me into it, but I have the free will to step out of it. What do I have to do to step out of this frequency, right? Like what, what can I, how can I tap into a different frequency right now? Because the truth is that these things are available for you. So I would say, you know, if you're even, if you're traveling alone and you're like, oh my God, I'm so miserable. I'm so sad. I'm so lonely, whatever. Sit there for a second and say, okay, I'm going to count 20 things I'm grateful for. And then I'm going to take myself on a date and then I'm going to do a yoga class, whether that's like online, whether that's this or whatever it is. And I'm going to do, I'm going to list out all the things I enjoy doing and that I'd like to do. And I'm going to go and do them. And I'm going to choose to view every single thing that happens in a positive light. And that's something honestly that I do in my life that I realize other people don't really do. Everything that happens, I view in a positive light, even if it's the most negative thing ever. I try always, I view it always from, you know, some sort of, you know, uh, equilibrium space or a positive space. So either the, the cup is half full or it's just like neutral. And so everything that happens, even if I'm like super upset. So for example, when I came to Mexico the first week, I was literally like depressed because I was just coming off of this kind of like big thing that had happened in my life and I was really overwhelmed with work and I was just like, oh my gosh, I was so kind of overwhelmed. And so I got to Mexico and I didn't like my Airbnb and I was like, okay, I don't like this Airbnb. I'm not happy. I don't like this environment. Okay. What can this be like teaching me right now? And what steps can I take to remove, to put myself in a better situation? And what can I do right now that will make me feel better? So, okay, I'm going to go get myself some vegan food. Okay, I'm going to watch a movie that I like. Okay, I'm going to do a yoga class. Okay, I'm also going to take steps to bring myself out of the situation. So I'm going to see if I can get my money back and go to a different space. I'm going to, you know, that's really what I did. That was the main thing I did to put myself in a better situation. And I'm also going to see what things this can be teaching me. So for me, when I got to this space, really when I got to Mexico, I felt very physically unsafe. And there was honestly no reason necessarily for me to feel so physically unsafe when I got to my Airbnb because my Airbnb was safe. But I really realized that there is such an importance in staying in hotels when traveling alone, if possible. Usually they're a little bit more expensive 
So that was something I had to decide I want to do. It was definitely more expensive than my Airbnb. Like I usually travel and I do long-term Airbnbs and that is usually way more affordable. Like if you can do a long-term Airbnb somewhere, generally a really good place, like a two-bedroom place or a one-bedroom place, really clean, really modern, will be around $1,500 US dollars, right? Versus a hotel, if you try to stay for a month, that will probably be around like $6,000 like that if you're staying in a nice, clean place. So the price difference is a little bit extreme and I had to make decisions on what I was going to do and the amount of time I couldn't stay in a hotel for a month, but the amount of time that I could make it work. And so for me, but when I was in that situation, I was like, okay, I need to work on my ability to spiritually protect myself. I have a lack in this area. I've depended on other people or outside sources to protect me spiritually. And I need to learn how to protect myself and what feels protecting and safe for me spiritually, individually, so that I know that when I travel to different places or when I'm by myself, I feel confident that I can protect myself. And that was something that I started really practicing. And I felt really, really um, good about that. I felt a lot more confident when I left that situation. But I would definitely recommend, we're going to go into the tips section. I would definitely recommend if you are staying somewhere, if you're traveling alone for the first time, go somewhere that is generally safe. So for me, I've traveled alone a lot. And even coming to Mexico by myself did make me a little bit anxious, right? So Go somewhere that is generally safe. That's the first tip. If you're by yourself, make sure that you're traveling to a city that is safe, to a country that is overall safe, you know, going to places that make your nervous system feel relaxed. Because the last thing you want to do is go to some place and feel generally or, you know, in, in total, like generally just not safe. You don't want to feel that way. You want your nervous system to be able to relax and to be able to be regulated so that you can start feeling more confident and more self-assured, right? So for example, when I traveled to Ibiza by myself, I stayed at a hotel and I felt amazing and I felt very safe and I felt wonderful. When I stayed in Barcelona by myself, I stayed in an Airbnb, but I felt very safe. I felt very confident and that was, you know, what that was and it was wonderful. I loved it. Barcelona felt safe to me. My Airbnb felt safe to me. It was in a safe area and make sure you do your research on the areas. I wouldn't recommend on your first trip by yourself or even in general going somewhere to a country or to a city that has a lot of turmoil. I would definitely recommend not doing that. Now, within that, if you do go to some place that feels unsafe or even if you go to somewhere that is safe, I would recommend having some safety measures that you can bring with you. So for example, I saw this thing on TikTok and it was basically this like lock that you put in your door that makes it unable to be open. So even if in your you're in a hotel, you have other people that have keys to your room, like a janitor or uh, a cleaning person, or if you're in an Airbnb, you have the owner of the Airbnb, like they have keys to your place. And you want to feel very secure in your home. So in where you're staying. So I found this like lock, I think on TikTok, and I'll link it below. 
that I bought that you put in your door and then you can, you know, put it in your door and no one can open it even if they have the key. And that made me feel a lot more safe. Actually, though, in my first Airbnb in Mexico where I was actually feeling uncomfortable, there, it didn't work in my door because it has to like fit and it didn't fit. So I was like, oh my gosh, so my safety precautions don't work and I don't feel comfortable here. Like this is just a lot, right? But that is one tip that I would have. Bring things that make you feel safer and whatever that is for you, bring things that make you feel safer. Now that's just one aspect. You also don't want to get so attached to feeling unsafe that you're like hyper-focused on that aspect. So you also want to really focus on your spiritual protection, right? So affirming to yourself that you're safe, creating safe energetic bubbles around yourself. So you can imagine a white light or a yellow light around yourself and really go deep into this space and pray over yourself and put a white light around yourself a safe white light I was doing this every night and it felt really really good I also was using this thing called a protection potion and I had it sent to me from this witchy apothecary on Etsy it's called moonbeam herbs and I'm going to link the protection potion below but I was using that as well and I actually felt a lot better because when I first got to this Airbnb I was having nightmares and when I started using the protection potion I felt a lot better so having things around you or with you that make you feel safe spiritually and then also physically I think is really important so whatever that is for you, whether it's that protection potion. I also brought incense. So I was letting incense around the space. Um, I was praying in the space. I was doing meditations of protection around myself in the space. I was um, tapping into the frequency of faith and of trust and of safety and feeling like, wow, I can go anywhere and I will be safe. Like I am protected. I am safe. I am loved. I don't have to worry. I was tapping into that energy. But I was really kind of hyper-focusing on this. Not hyper-focusing, but I was really really bringing out a lot of my tools from my tool book because I didn't feel super safe by myself in Mexico. Um, it is honestly, I've never been catcalled so much and I've lived in a lot of places and I've gone to a lot of places and I've never had so many comments about how I looked. Even like I've never had like people looking at me straight in the face like my taxi drivers and stuff like even in New York it would be like people on the side of the street but they don't expect you to like be in proximity to them again my taxi drivers would be making comments about how pretty I was how good I looked how much they liked my outfit like that would make me feel very unsafe because they're dropping me off at my home they're asking to take pictures with me they're like you're so beautiful can I take a picture with you and I'm like no so there was a lot of just like not feeling super safe. And then obviously Mexico has a lot of crises and inner turmoil and social issues that they have going on. A lot of femicide as well as in the United States. There's a ton of femicide, but I just didn't feel safe. Honestly, I didn't feel safe there. And so for me, going to a hotel was made me feel it was like night and day. I felt so much safer being in a hotel, I didn't have any of those creepy experiences of, you know, any of the workers there at the hotel. They were all respectful except one, but everyone else was respectful. I didn't have, I didn't feel very insecure, very unsafe. I felt very comfortable. So for me, especially if you're going to somewhere that doesn't feel 
generally safe. I think staying at a hotel feels a lot better because it, it's more secure. You're not just staying in a random apartment in a random location. You're actually in a hotel. There's multiple people that know you're there. There's multiple people that are checking on you. You are in like the space with a lot of other like tourists. You know that, you know, someone isn't just looking at where you're staying and knowing that you're by yourself there. They know you're in a group with a lot of other people. It just feels a lot more safe and secure. I felt very vulnerable when I was just staying in this random Airbnb in the middle of Tulum versus I felt a lot safer when I was just staying on the beach in a hotel in like, a, you know, it just felt much safer. So I would recommend if it is possible staying in a hotel when you do travel, I will stay in Airbnbs again when I'm alone. I've done it before. I enjoy it, but it will have to be in an area that I find very safe overall. That is a necessity for me. It has to be in a space that's overall safe. And then I'm going to feel it out with my own intuition. Now, when you are staying in an Airbnb and when you are by yourself, I would recommend doing things that actually feel really good, right? Or when you're staying, wherever you're staying, when you're traveling by yourself, doing things that make you feel like you're dating yourself. That has been one of the things that traveling alone has brought to the surface for me and that has been honestly so fun is that I generally or genuinely feel like I am dating myself when I am traveling. So I take myself on dinners. I get myself massages. I bring myself to nice restaurants that I like. I go to little thrift stores that I like. I do activities by myself. I remember when I was traveling in Ibiza, I went to this little travel kind of thing. I don't even know what it's called, like a little kiosk thing, traveling agency thing. And I, one day I just, you know, kind of went with the flow and I was like, okay, I want to go and travel to a different island. I booked a little ferry ticket. They took me to this different island. It was beautiful. There was like nobody there, this beautiful beach. And I just spent the day on this beautiful beach and this beautiful random island, like 40 minutes on by ferry off of Ibiza. And it was wonderful. And so I just did activities by myself that felt really good. When I was in Mexico, just now, like last week, I was traveling to different cenotes and I was doing them by myself. And that was like, I'm putting this in my YouTube video, so I'm not even going to go too much into it. But that was honestly the most fun I'd had in so long. I also went with the girls once they came. But even when they were here, I ended up doing activities by myself as well. So going to cenotes, doing activities that are actually so fun and make me feel so alive and in general, I feel like people would wait for other people to go with them. Doing them by yourself, it it's just like an indescribable feeling of feeling you just feel so much more confident. Like you feel like an autonomous woman. You feel like a confident, secure woman. And it's really this energy of if you're not doing that, if you're always feeling like, oh, I have to wait for this girl to do this with me. I have to wait for this to happen. You're always going to be in a space of desperation. And I know because I've been there. <laughs> I know that. I know that so, so well. I know that energy of just feeling like, oh my gosh, I need to have a friend to do this. So, oh my God, I want to do it. But oh my God, now I have to make friends. And I don't even like these people, but I have to like hope that they'll want to do this with me because I don't want to do it by myself. Or, oh my gosh, I have to be in a relationship to do this. And let me just, you know, try to get in a relationship so badly and so quickly because I, I don't want to I want to do it, but I don't have someone to do it with like that energy is an, an energy of desperation. 
and it takes you out of your authentic self. So when you start actually getting comfortable in your authenticity and you start getting comfortable in doing things by yourself and actually finding a lot of joy and fulfillment in them, you honestly become such a powerful force and such a confident woman. And that was a huge part of my journey. That's why I went celibate was I, you know, one of the reasons I did was because I wanted to feel confident individually. I didn't want to feel like I always had to be relying on men and relationships to make me feel happier, make me feel worthier, make me feel validated. I wanted to feel that individually. And I did. And I, I created that for myself. But traveling really helped anchor that in. A lot of your shit is going to come to the surface. And also you're going to have the opportunity to build a new baseline, one that feels, wow, I feel confident in myself. I feel powerful. I don't feel desperate. I don't feel like I'm, you know, sitting around waiting for someone to choose me. I feel like I'm choosing myself and I'm choosing my life. And that honestly feels amazing. Um, so yeah, so traveling alone honestly is everything. But back to tips. So another thing that I would recommend is definitely don't tell don't tell people you're staying by yourself. Like that's a very basic one, but I always would say that I'm here with my husband or I'm staying with a bunch of girls and I'm about to meet up with them. If anyone asks, including the waiters, including women, if any women ask me anything, I, you know, tell them I am, you know, here with my husband or I'm here with my girlfriends and I'm staying with them and I'm about to go meet up with them and that's just something I would always say. So I would always say that I'm traveling with other people. I also, so let's recap on the recommendations. First of all, make sure that you're making your experience feel like you are dating yourself. Seriously, like do activities that feel fun, take yourself out on dates, make your time enjoyable and start learning how to do things individually and to have a lot of freaking fun. Okay. Second, is to protect yourself spiritually and physically in whatever ways feel good for you to just bring things that make you feel safer. The next thing is to make sure that you are being vigilant and being intentional about the space you're going to. Like I said, I had a wonderful time in Mexico and I'm super glad that I went, but I would definitely <laughs> recommend that to a very experienced solo traveler because it did make me feel a little bit, actually a lot of bit insecure and vulnerable and it was something I had to work through and take some some steps to not to not feel that right to not feel that level of vulnerability in a negative sense vulnerability is very wonderful but feeling vulnerable for your safety is not a um a good thing to feel and then the next one is to make sure that you are intentional about staying in an Airbnb or a hotel. So if you're staying in an Airbnb, make sure that you are in a safe area, in a safe country, in somewhere that feels very good for you. And if you are staying in a hotel, that's you know even better if you have that option. Okay, so the next tip that I have is a little bit random and you definitely have to use your own discernment, but I would really... I, for my own self, I feel safer when I stay, if it isn't an Airbnb, I feel safer in a city than in a random small town or in like the middle of the country. And the reason for that is I feel, you know, besides like pickpocketing and stuff like that, I feel physically safer when there's when I'm by myself, when there's a big group of people around me. And so if like I'm walking on the street, I know that if someone just tries to snatch me up, like 45 million other people are going to see me, not really 45 million, but like, you know, at least 50 people around me. If I'm walking on the streets of Lisbon, 
they're going to see someone try to grab me and put me into a car, right? And hopefully someone would interfere. But if I'm traveling somewhere just completely, you know, that's kind of in the countryside or just doesn't have a lot of people around, I do feel a lot more exposed because there's not people that will see if something were to happen. So that's something that I do really like to to do is when I do travel to places, I go to places that are pretty largely populated. For example, there's this little mushroom house that I really want to go to. Like I want to go to it so badly, but I'm, it's in like the middle of this kind of countryside area. And then the actual house is in an even more desolate area. And I wouldn't go there by myself. So that's somewhere that I just would not go alone. I would have to go with my partner or with girlfriends. I would not go to, you know, this space by myself, even though I really want to, and it would be so fun. I know that I would feel way too too unsafe to be in the middle of another country in the middle of a little desolate area by myself with no one around to check on me no one around that you know would hear me if I was calling out for help or something like that to me is just doesn't feel safe so for me going somewhere that feels a little more populated that feels better for me and and yeah so that's something that I, I personally do. And I know a lot of people feel like it's sometimes the, res- the reverse because like cities can feel really overwhelming and really scary and there's a lot going on. But for me personally, I do feel a lot safer. But I will say that if I were to stay in a hotel in a countryside space, I would probably feel safe again because there's people around It really just is about having people that know I'm there that would hear me if I needed help, stuff like that. So if you're in a hotel, there's a bunch of other tourist people around you. There's the front desk. There's all the workers, like everyone that is around you. And there's a bunch of other people around you. So for me, I would absolutely go to a hotel in the middle of nowhere if it was a beautiful scenic countryside space, but I would not stay in an Airbnb. So I think that honestly is an important distinction. And I really actually would recommend that advice. Like if it's a hotel in a countryside, barren, more kind of in the middle of nowhere space. Absolutely. I think that would be so fun. And if it's an Airbnb, I would err on the side of caution. I personally would not do that. So like I said, there's this mushroom house and Eventually, one day you guys will see me there, but it will be with someone else. So, so yeah. So, yeah, I feel like those are all of my tips for traveling alone. Traveling alone is honestly the best thing ever, and I really highly recommend it. Well, you know what? I have one more tip, and I don't want anyone to think that I'm shaming them or anything like that but I would definitely recommend if you are traveling alone to not wear super revealing clothing and I honestly wear a lot of scantily clad clothing I don't you know have like my booty hanging out or anything or you know whatever but I am the queen of crop tops and I like you know crop tops and low rise skirts. So I always have my stomach out, like literally always have my stomach out. Um, So I I generally wear, I think other people would think I wore like, you know, scantily clad clothing and whatnot. Um, But if you are traveling alone, I would just not, I would recommend trying if you are by yourself to dress as more modest, as modestly as possible. And honestly, I have experienced 
when I'm traveling alone, if I dress how I normally dress, I will get followed. I will have way more catcalling. I will feel a lot more unsafe. I will have Uber drivers or taxis looking at me weird and it just doesn't make me feel good. Even, you know, hotel work or whatever it is, you just don't when you're by yourself, you want to try to not, you know, be you just don't want to you want to feel safe and for me when I'm having men stare at me it does not make me feel safe and men will stare regardless of what you wear however oh my god that rhyme men will stare regardless of what you wear but regardless you know if it makes you feel safer for me it does I make an effort to wear some things like I will only wear some certain outfits that I love. I'll only wear them if my partner's there or if my friends are there or whatever it is. I'll only wear that outfit when other people are around because if I was by myself in a taxi in that outfit or if I was walking around at night in that outfit, I just wouldn't feel comfortable. I wouldn't feel safe. So take that in mind when you are traveling and Unfortunately, that's the reality of being a woman. You shouldn't have to worry about those things. You should be able to wear whatever you want and not have people literally, you know, harm you. Like that's crazy, but I would definitely say to just take that into consideration. There were days where I knew I was going to draw my attention, but it was just what I wanted to wear and it was my most, you know, accessible, comfortable outfit, so I did it anyway. So I don't 100% of the time dress a certain way, but you know, just take that into consideration if you're traveling alone when packing your suitcase. For me, I packed a lot of like longer dresses and longer skirts and when I was walking around, I would try to, for example, when I was in Mexico the other day, I wore a white dress and it was a mid, like a mid um, length white dress. And I never wear bras like ever. (laughs) I never wear bras. And you can a lot of times see my nipples through my shirts. Right. So I didn't even really think twice about it. Like, honestly, Um, But I did put a white bikini in my bag in case I so I put my white bikini bottoms on because it was a white dress and I didn't have white underwear. So I just put my white bikini top in in case I wanted to, you know, go swimming or something. And when I was walking to this, uh, it was the it was the ruins in Tulum. And so it was like right on the beach right next to my hotel. So I walked over and as I was walking, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even take into account the fact that I'm wearing a very tight dress. You can absolutely see my nipples. I couldn't tell that when I was, you know, when I was in my uh, hotel because my hotel was more dimly lit. So I couldn't tell the dress really was super tight. It was super thin. You could see the outline of everything. And when I was walking, I started noticing whoa, I don't feel comfortable in my own skin anymore. I don't feel comfortable at all. If I was with somebody else, I would have absolutely felt comfortable. But by myself, I just didn't feel comfortable anymore. And it was something I would have normally worn. But around other people when I was alone, I just no longer felt comfortable. And so I went in the bathroom when I got to the ruins and I just put on my bikini top and, you know, continued on with my day so that you couldn't see my, my breast through my shirt. Right. But, you know, just, I didn't even really take that into account. And now I would. So this is something looking in retrospect of this last trip I've done that I would have actually done, put a little bit more effort into would be, you know, still dressing authentically to me, like still my own outfits and everything, but just making sure that in little ways I am 
just kind of dressing a tiny bit more modestly because for me, it did make me feel a little unsafe. And you also don't have to do that. I didn't do that a lot of the time. I just dressed how I wanted. And you guys know I've been really open about my journey of dressing like totally inauthentically for me and a little bit like internalized sexualization of myself to now dressing like so authentically to myself. And so I feel so confident in my outfits and my choices and how I choose to present myself and what I wear. But at the end of the day, um, I have a curvy frame and when I wear things, people, men, (laughs) make me feel uncomfortable sometimes. And if I'm traveling by myself, I, I personally don't want to feel that. And so I would choose to wear something else. And I remember wearing this long, really modest dress that I have. I have two of them. I thrifted them this past summer and I felt just a lot better. I felt a lot safer and I still like the dress. I love the freaking dress. It's still authentic to me. And then when my friends came, I started dressing my fun outfits. Even yesterday, I'm in a different country now and um, I dressed in like a super fun red outfit that I love, but I wouldn't have worn it if I was by myself. So that's just something to keep in mind. And even, you know, with bikinis, I chose to wear bikinis that were a little bit less revealing. Again, it like doesn't even fucking matter, but it made me feel better. It made me feel a little bit safer. And if I was with other people, I would have, you know, um, not made those choices so it's an unfortunate reality but that's just something that I do and so if you can still feel authentic to yourself within those outfit choices I would recommend that and if you can't then don't you know but it's just something that I would say to just keep in mind and if I was talking to the version of me before I packed for this trip I would just remind myself that and I would be intentional about that and if I was talking to myself from you know, from um, years ago, I would also remind myself that is just um, try to do things that make you feel individually safe. And whatever that is, you know, for me, I don't carry like a knife on me. I don't carry pepper spray on me. I don't do those kind of things. And for other people that might make them feel more safe. And so if that's what makes you feel safe, do that. If you feel safe with, you know, whatever you, you have to do to make yourself feel safe, do that. And for me, this is just something that I've noticed the shift when I do uh, dress in a way that feels a little bit more modest. I do feel safer when I'm traveling by myself, especially if you're in just kind of like this random country that you don't really know much about. For me, the key is like just drawing as little attention to myself as possible, you know, so so yeah. And at the same time, when, you know, at the same time, being a woman, it's honestly impossible to not draw attention to yourself, right? So even when I was dressing the most modestly as I could, I will still draw attention to myself. So even within that, really just acknowledging and really tapping into your faith and into your innate protection and just saying to yourself, like, I am safe. You know, anyone can stare at me. Anyone can do whatever, you know, they they want to view or whatever the hell. But I am safe. I am protected. I trust myself. I trust my creator. I trust God. I trust the world. Like I, I trust that I'm safe even in this experience. So if if you don't want to, um, you know, take that into account, then just try to tap into your innate safety and into your spiritual protection and into the protection that you innately have from God and really start creating these bubbles of safety kind of around yourself. So that would also help. And 
in conjunction with that tip or individually, I think that would help as well. So yeah, so thanks guys for listening. I hope this was helpful. And yeah, traveling alone as a girl is literally the best thing ever and has made me feel so much more confident, so much more filled up. I generally or genuinely, I keep saying generally instead of genuinely, but I genuinely, whenever I travel alone, I feel so much more clear. I feel so much more self-assured. I feel so much more confident, so much more autonomous. Like I just feel like a more confident, filled up, secure woman. And when I travel alone, I get clarity on so many things. I feel like I connect to God so much. I feel like I connect to myself so much and I get so much clarity on so many things in my life. I feel more connected to myself. I start dating myself. Like it just feels so good. So please, if you're a girl, you know, whatever you want to do, but definitely consider traveling alone. Make your own decisions. Like this is, this is just my advice. I'm not responsible for your outcomes with any of these tips, but, you know, just use your own discernment and take these as you will and take them if they resonate, leave them if they don't and make your own decisions, you know, from them. But this is kind of, this has been my experience traveling alone and yeah, and I have really loved so much every second and I will continue to travel alone. And honestly, one more thing I'm going to say is something I loved so much while traveling alone in this last month was I was seeing a lot of women in their 60s and 70s who were traveling alone or with other girls. And it was so precious to see, especially the women in their 60s and 70s who were traveling alone because they genuinely felt so filled up and they were like so happy and they were just exploring by themselves. And I was like, you go girl, like literally that's gonna be me when I'm 70, I'm gonna be traveling by myself, doing cute little things. And there was this one night where it was the full moon a few weeks ago and these ladies were dancing on the beach it was two older women they were probably in their 70s and they were dancing on the beach at, at like howling basically at the moon and I started crying because it was so precious to just see women enjoying time by themselves or with other women later in their lives and yeah and I was seeing older women traveling by themselves and going to these events and doing these things by themselves and it was just like I love I love to see it like I really just love to see it and I also love to see young girls traveling by themselves so many people even when the bachelorette started happening they were like you've been here for the last month like what the heck I can't believe that that's insane and I was like yes I've been here the last month I have loved it like I absolutely love traveling by myself and I think a lot of people think of it as like this foreign concept of just being by yourself and when you start to get comfortable and happy and joyful being by yourself and you start to get confident in your routines and in traveling you start to just stop you just stop being desperate for situations for people because you can do it on your own you feel like you can trust yourself you feel secure in yourself and I remember when I was traveling alone in Madrid I just felt so good I had my little coffee shops I would go to and it just felt so good to get my little cold golden milk latte every day and to make these memories alone and to go to these restaurants and make connections with the owners and to just be a woman traveling by myself like it just it felt like revolutionary to be honest so I would definitely recommend I hope these tips helped you and I love you so much thanks for tuning in bye